Hello, and welcome to Single Moms on Film. I'm Jen McGuire, writer and retired breeder, and I am joined by Luke Greed. I just forgot how to Oh, that's totally fine. Nobody gets my last name correct. It's Luke Gradanis. Happy to be here. It actually is. Yeah, Gradanis. Or that's the way I say it. I don't like to emphasize the anus in it. See, that's... I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, When I have emailed you, I thought that the last part was a, a pun. No, it's not a pun. Oh, it's no. just like a very, um, it's a very appropriate name. It is. Let's, let's just say that. Let's just say that. <laughs> leave it at that. Leave it at that. So Luke is joining me to talk about a movie that he, I actually chose for us. And also, I just have to say, Luke is my very first in-person, non-Zoom guest on the show and i'm very excited we are sitting here with our little mug well not mugs that's a lie with our little starbucks <laughs> cups of i've got a chai latte with oat milk i just have a latte a you plain just have latte. a latte and i have to say i tried to buy us pumpkin spice muffins and the girl behind the counter was really she's really chaotic which is a word mm. that we're both fond of today. I, I love it and she dropped our muffins no and i felt I felt like a smidge of a Karen because I felt a little bit, a little bit angry. And then I was like, oh, you're a ridiculous person. They were the last muffins. They though. were the last muffins. Oh, they were so applicable to Practical Magic. Exactly. We felt. So exactly. That's like, a real shame to hear. It really was. And yeah. I actually did. It was funny watching her because I did get a real vision of what I think I used to look like when I was serving because I would get very chaotic, but I would do it in this passive aggressive way where I'd be like bustling around as much as I as I could to show everybody I was working of with course. like you need to be working harder. Yes. She was doing the same thing. No one was paying attention. It was motherhood. Yeah. It really was. No one cared that she was bustling. They're like, oh she's gonna do it. <laughs> Nobody extra. knew how busy yeah. she was. And she was like, oh it's fine. I'll get it. And I was like, they don't care. Yeah. Like they don't care at all. They're all just ignoring you and half are probably in love with each other. <laughs> and look where her busyness got us. <sighs> dropped muffins yeah but that's okay uh we really just wanted the pumpkin because practical magic very autumnal uh-huh. um both of our choices actually that we were going to discuss were autumnal first choice stepmom uh, that's right. next choice practical magic but yeah yes. it feels very appropriate for the season i think so mm-hmm. and it's really like the leaves are changing it feels really lovely right now and uh, i actually chose this movie for a couple reasons to do with luke um first of all i love his taste so Thank you, Jen. Thank you. I will trust him with whatever he says. I won't argue. Well, no, I won't argue with him about anything. It'll be fine. And also because I think the whole single mom aspect of this movie is really about family, Definitely. multi-generational help mm-hmm. and how all of that sort of blends together in this really crazy sort of cyclone of love and you're from a big family i am yes one of five children that's right Um, primarily women i do have a brother but i have three sisters see um yes so i understand the uh sort of the dynamic of a female focused household yeah which is very much the the case in practical magic with the aunts and the daughters and their daughters exactly Mm -hmm. and i also think if it's okay for me to say you have a sister i do who is a single mom so i felt like this was good training for you definitely 100 percent. her yes give her kids chocolate cake for breakfast of course as any good aunt does teach them spells yeah yes at every turn and uh yeah and live in that the main character of the movie uh the house the house of is course. the main character the house is the real protagonist Ugh. 
the house, which was apparently just a shell I built know. for the film, which is so sad because I always imagined that it was a real home. That one and also the holiday home. You know the one from um, the Kate Winslet? The English Cottage Home? Cameron Diaz, yeah. yeah. Mm, that's yes, also gorgeous. just a set. Really? Oh, that that's so sad. Very, whoever did that. I mean, we could have given it a light Google, I guess, but like whoever did that did a beautiful job. Uh, well, Nancy Myers only works with the best, as we know. Don't get me started, Nancy Myers. <laughs> another story I, for another time. Nan- I think we need to do a Nancy Myers sweep week. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there is a Nancy Myers single month. I guess something's, uh, gotta, something's give. gotta give. Baby yes. Boom. Erica Berry, I haven't seen Baby Boom. Oh, Baby uh. Boom. We've done Baby Boom on this show. I can't remember. I think that that's going to be after your episode, I think. And uh, it holds up in some ways, for sure. Right. Um, some problematic racist scenes. Ah, uh, okay. Eh, you know, it's the, uh, and I don't mean to say eh, but it's it's uncomfortable. A couple little scenes, of and course. I was like, Nancy. Yeah. Get yeah. it together. Yeah, you don't but expect I'm, Nancy to go there. No, but she wrote it. Right. I'm gonna blame her husband at the time mm. who directed it. So I'm thinking uh. the racism was purely from Charles. Totally. And you know what? Something's Gotta Give is a great example of single momhood because it's loosely based off of Nancy Myers' own life, right? Yes. Erica Berry being the the creative who was previously involved with her husband who produced her show. Oh my God. Cut that. (laughs) We'll talk about that on another episode. Because now... I get, oh, I am so bad for sidebars. I, I can, know, me I can too. Really, it's a bad combo. I can, I can feel it I can feel in a my, good way. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I can feel my ADD that I didn't know I had until I was in my 40s really kicking in when I do these podcasts because I get so excited. So Practical Magic was from 98, I 98, believe. 98, yes. And it was um, directed by Susanna Grant. Mm-hmm. And it stars... Uh, two actresses. I don't think have they been in anything else together. I cannot think of another example where they acted together. Ugh, because they are so aesthetically pleasing together. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, at probably in my opinion, they're most luminous. I think so. They both look absolutely stunning. Shining. Yes. Shining. Yes. And and also. It's definitely from 98, late 90s. Yes, because 98. The, because the style is circling back around. Yes. So like a lot of the clothes they're wearing in it, I'm like, oh, I definitely see that now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. I feel like a lot of the fashions would translate well into this current decade, except for the fashions of um, the ants. Oh, of course. I, do you mean the, the Age of Innocence fashion? <laughs> of course. Diane Weiss and Stockard Channing, Channing, who dress like they're from the early 20th century. But I think that's supposed to be like symbolic of their age. Like perhaps we're supposed to think that they're much older than they yeah. look. Um, but it's hilarious because oh, last it. night I was watching with my partner, Scott, and he was very confused as to which era it took place in because of the way they dressed. But yes, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock look fantastic. Like they're dressed, dressed oh, beautifully. Yeah. And can I ask you how Scott felt about this before? Let's get Scott's opinion beforehand. About Practical Magic? Yes, about the whole movie. I'm very proud of him for watching that with you. He's Yeah, he me really too, does. actually. Yeah, I actually have to say, whenever we have our Nancy Myers chats, I see a little spark in him where he's like, I need to catch up. Yeah, and he yeah. hasn't seen many Nancy Myers movies. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that Practical Magic is his genre. It's mm-hmm. very much That's fair. my genre. And it's a like sort of a nostalgic thing for me, too. Like, this, these are movies that I watched growing up, yeah. and I feel very attached to yeah. them. Um, he found it, this is very embarrassing for him, but he found it very confusing. I could see it a little <laughs> bit because of the, I actually think the whole dark hair, 
dark-haired sister, red-haired sister, and then their children together, and mm. then the, I could see that swirling around a bit, being a little. And the ants never change. No, they don't. They're wearing and they're wearing full linen and lace. They are Mrs. Whatever her name is on Downton Abbey. Oh yeah, they're they're Maggie Smith. Yeah, exactly. Yes. What, what the heck is her name? Aunt oh, Violet. My, the Aunt Violet. Is it Violet? Yes. The Lady Dowager, Grantham. The Dowager Countess. Lady Grantham. They are Dowager Countesses, and I do have to say, as someone who is slightly older than you, I. And leaning towards my dowager countess dressing, it becomes <laughs> infinitely more appealing. Oh my gosh, those hats! Those though. hats, amazing. It's... And Stalker Channing has so much hair. She looks phenomenal. She does. Oh my god, both of them have so much hair. I'd love to know what the wig budget was. Um, <sighs> we can look that up later. But um, I think it yeah. was, like you said, the multi generational cast that does look yeah. very similar like there's always this long red-haired mm -hmm. child and mm -hmm. i think he was very confused as to which time period we were in whether it was young nicole kidman or sandra bullock's daughter i get that yeah anyway i, I followed it quite easily well i did too because we're both pretty smart <laughs> yeah uh, totally. and i also know who evan rachel wood is so whenever she was on screen i was like oh that is the child of sandra bullock yes right. of course yes 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 very um, exciting to see evan rachel wood in an early role oh what a mm -hmm. cutie totally so beautiful perfect. it's a little match for nicole kidman oh, oh my god 100 percent. so uh, we're gonna take you back to the beginning yeah so back to the beginning it is i have to say i would say the single mom element of this is not super strong so we're definitely going to deviate 100 okay. because i i think i find this movie so appealing um First of all, it's, as you said, autumnal, and it's, it's something I watch every single year at this time. That and Hocus Pocus. Of course. With that, of yeah, course. Yeah, And um, always love it, but there is something about it that reminds me of my own childhood. Yes, and I actually thought of your novel when I was watching it, too, because the way you described your mother yeah. and your aunts yeah. in the book um, felt like it really related to Practical Magic, like all of this sort of female maternal energy yeah. and nutty. hubbub in one home. Yeah. Yes. Bit which is, nutty. That's... Nobody's really like tidying up. And, and like, sorry, all of you who listen. Um, but like, it, that wasn't the point. You know, like when I was growing up, the way the ants were um, with the kids, that's how it was for me. It was yeah. like, you always knew you were loved. Probably weren't going to get a sandwich. You know, nobody <laughs> was going to make you any food. But like, they just absolutely loved each other totally so i grew up my mom is a single mom as well and we grew up mostly in my grandparents home was sort of a revolving door of aunts either living there or coming home for the weekends like we were always together and i always when i look back i always loved how much they actually loved each other and mm -hmm. it was such that's what i really got from this movie that um throughout the whole thing you know, the kids are important and everything like that, but there's this bond between adult women that I just really loved. And I actually realized when I was raising my kids when they were younger, I had really close women friends who you, you've met some of them, yes, of course. Yes, I have. And that made all the difference to me because they were the people I went to. Like, they were my people, you know? So anyways, I just loved it. But let's go back to the very beginning. The very beginning, okay. You open it up for us. I'm okay, gonna take so um, the scene opens... Or the movie opens, I should say, mm -hmm. with a um, your classic witch lynching. Yes, classic. yes. Um, who and this is their like great 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 grandmother, something correct? like that. Yeah, definitely. And she's. Um, it's been decided that she's going to be lynched because she um, was the town 
She's hot stuff. She's hot stuff. All of the husbands love her. Everybody wants to do it with her. Of course. The women are real mad. They're real mad. And I think I wrote something. I found um, this line was very funny, but they said there were too many wives on the hanging committee, (laughs) which I I thought was hilarious. Exactly. Too many wives. One one fewer wife and they might have gotten away with it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She may not have been hanged. Exactly. Anyway, so she, it's the middle of the lynching. She releases herself from the noose. Mm -hmm. Um, And after that, she is so upset that she... um, Cast a spell saying that if she ever falls in love, that the That's man right. who the man who falls in love with her will be doomed to death. Unfortunately, the spell becomes a curse, mm-hmm. and this is the curse that sort of follows the generations of um, this family and is constantly haunting. Yeah, the female protagonist yeah. within it. Actually, what is what's their last name? Because that's a big I was part just of it. yes the Owens women. Thank the you. Owens women will always be cursed in love. That's right, because when she was being hung, she was pregnant. Um, ah, right, right, with right. one yes. of the husband's mm-hmm. babies and she thought he'd come for her and he didn't like that was such a shock because he was gonna let her hang like no offense to her no victim blaming here yeah he was gonna let you hang yeah i know how surprised were you when he didn't show up of course i mean come on oh my god so flash forward and it is the woman who would be Sandra Bullock and eh, I can see where Scott means it's a little confusing another red-haired woman is introduced that's right another red-haired woman yes she has two little kids who will grow up to be Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman who's and their names are Jillian and Sally Sally Sally. is Sandra Bullock Jillian is Nicole Kidman exactly thank Mm -hmm. you and she um is happily married loves her husband and she hears the cricket yeah no the beetle the beetle the death watch beetle oh the death watch beetle i'm so sorry it's so ominous so she knows because of this ominous fucking beetle (laughs) that her husband's gonna die she ends up dying of a broken heart yes or so we're told that's right did you feel that there was maybe some nuance in that story as well or something maybe hidden maybe when I heard the I dying know. of a broken heart thing, I thought, okay, this is the tale they're telling. Oh, is this a... That's what I wondered. Lynching? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like it may have been hinted at later in the film because um, I think Sandra Bullock asked Nicole Kidman if she forgives their mother. That's right. Yeah. Other way around, actually. Oh, is it the other way around? Nicole Kidman is saying to her... So Jillian is saying to Sally, do you forgive your mother? Right. Because if you want to forgive yourself. Ah, yes, 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 right. yes. So, unfortunately, this continues on, you know, they, so the two young girls after they're orphaned go to move in with their fabulous aunts. Of course, yes. Oh, God, can you Google their names? Yes, oh, Francis. Oh, yes. And Aunt Jet, if you can believe it. (gasps) Diane Weiss as Aunt Jet. Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense because she's got the red hair, but I thought that. Oh, yeah, that's very funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, Aunt Francis and Aunt Jet taking these two kids and they effectively, I, I'm going to keep trying to put this back around to being, they effectively become single moms. They do. To these little kids. Yeah. And they raise them in a house where it's all about magic and they're teaching them how to cast spells and they're, everything looks fantastic. There's a scene where the two little girls are like wearing these white dresses with wings, like angel oh. wings. And they've got like chocolate all over their face. Yes. And they're doing all of these spells with these candles and everything. I'm like, every and, and in this house that is just incredible. Oh, it's phenomenal. It has the widow's watch. It's overlooking the ocean. It's idyllic, but of course, um, spooky as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's a house full of witches. It's got to be a bit spooky. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... 
Yeah, so they end up um, growing up, obviously. Oh, but oh, I wait. feel like a crucial, a crucial. Oh my aspect god, I was about to. <laughs> is so. Um, Sandra Bullock has told Nicole Kidman's character as children that she never wants to fall in love, and in order to um, make it impossible for her to meet her ideal partner and therefore have him die mm-hmm. is that she will um, create all of these stipulations that just could never occur in one single person. So one of them is like, oh, his one eye will be green and one eye will be blue and mm-hmm. his favorite shape will be a star and he'll be able it's to flip pancakes. Yes, flip pancakes. And there's another thing too, something about whistling. Yeah, I don't remember what that one was. I don't know if that one was Riding a horse backwards oh, was yes. one of them. Yes. So she cast this yeah. spell um in order to yeah make sure that she never harms anyone the way her father was harmed yes but uh, she does uh, <laughs> spoiler alert she does <laughs> she does incorrect yeah uh, incorrect sally um so they get a little older jillian is a bit of a wild child mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very fun so fun but also she's a wild child but boy does she ever love her sister that's uh, actually the sweetest thing in the movie to me totally and i think it is the yeah sort of the strongest theme in uh-huh. the film is their sisterhood is sort of it trumps everything absolutely and it's so powerful it is it's so lovely and so she takes off and goes and lives her little wild life and sally's left behind and she's pretty lonely um living with the ants which by the way I don't know how you would be lonely living with them. Like there was one scene when Sally's out for a walk wearing her jeans, her mom jeans, right? which are now a thing again, and a little cardigan and looking as cute as a button. And they're walking down the street with this hilarious, they do look like oh, a painting. Like parasol. The parasol, thank you. Yes. And they all these older men are walking by them and they like clearly had sex with all of them. <laughs> and they're like, oh, get over it. <laughs> So they're a blast, and uh, they decide to help her along in the love department. Yes. Because there's a man in town she likes. Yes, some sort of um, vegetable and fruit vendor, right? Yeah, like he's I always pushing so. a dolly filled with fruit. He is, and he's cute. Oh, he's so cute. He's really cute. I think at the time, I was like, oh, he's not that. Like, watching it at the time and watching it versus watching it now with like a new eye, even though I've watched it so many times. I really had the hots for him. He was very cute, especially when he got that beard. He's so handsome. Very I handsome think. and so fun. And even though he, I don't think he says a word in the movie, he just gets a montage. Yeah, seriously. So, and also, I like no offense to Susanna Grant. You know, Susanna, if you want to question me, reach out. <laughs> I don't know, but she, the timelines are a little fudged. They are a little fudged, aren't they? Yeah, because we're supposed to believe. So after the ants cast this spell to make yes. Sandra Bullock fall in love with the fruit vendor, yeah. um, all of a sudden they have two They've pretty grown children. They've been three years. Yeah. And <gasps> they have two children. She actually says in a letter to Jillian, who's off at pool parties and having the oh, yeah. having the time of her life and being a sexy little dancer. Oh my God, God Nicole Kidman's dancing. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's, so funny. It's very slithery. Totally, yes. Very <laughs> snaky. But it is somehow sexy. It is. And she's very limmy. I like it a Yeah, lot. me too, me too. So she's writing to Jillian to say like, oh, here's where I'm at. You know, married three years, two beautiful kids. And the children are like eight and ten or something i don't know like they're enormous <laughs> and i'm like you didn't even meet that guy and then but anyways i guess just let it go 
Yeah. But then it's something strange that I guess we have to accept, but that is a big it's a big error. All she had to do was write ten years. Totally. Oh my god. But then again, but, she might have had to age beautiful, beautiful Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. Right. And then Bob also Bob. I do find it strange that we're supposed to believe that um Nicole Kidman, Jillian, who is so close close with Sandra Bullock, that she wouldn't see her in that period of time either. I found that a bit odd. Yeah, because she does sort of take off. And she's like, I've got to get out of here. Oh, we should point out everybody in the town hates them. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're and bullied. Like, oh, from the time they're small children, mm-hmm. children stand around and scream, witch, witch, you're a bitch. <laughs> to this, and like the adults are like, what are you going to do? Ex- what you, hey, this is just the way things are. We did that when we were kids. Exactly. The Owens women don't stand a chance. They are. And I'm pretty sure rocks were thrown at these children. Oh, yeah. They are witch, witch, you're a bitch. Yeah. Like that's the way it goes. Totally. Too bad for you. So he dies. I think we could just skip to that. Like he oh my dies. God. She hears the cricket. The, the she, yes, beetle. The, the death watch beetle. And she's she knows what it means. Oh. Like she's pulling up her floorboards. She's got to get that beetle. God, she's a good actress too. She she really sells that. Yes. And oh, I have a really fun fact after this. Mm. But um, yeah, so then he gets hit by a truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So the funny thing about Nicole Kidman's acting versus Sandra Bullock's acting is that apparently during the filming process, it was very strange because Sandra Bullock would only take about two or three takes for each of her (gasps) scenes. But Nicole Kidman was just coming off of uh, filming Eyes Wide Shut. Stanley Kubrick's Ugh. Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Which infamously was like such a laborious oh, process. Yeah. And she was with Cruz. Right? Yeah. She was with her so Scientology. Apparently, husband. she was used to doing 70 or 80 takes for a scene. Oh, that poor thing. I know. So apparently, it was like quite a contrast between the two of them acting. But I think Sandra Bullock sells it just as well, even without the like Stanley She's Kubrick very style natural. She's very, very natural. And so likable. Oh my gosh. And that's the thing. I get the feeling that Sandra Bullock is just a genuinely likable person so she kind of like i think she would struggle playing a shitty person yeah i don't think she ever has that i can think of (sighs) i don't i don't think so and she really is like the likable sister in this situation she has her shit together yeah Um, to a certain extent yeah. yeah she does actually so after her husband dies and she does become a single mother which of course a widowed single mother is a different story. Mm. It's quite sad, obviously. So sad, and she has a scene where she can't get out of bed. Yes, for it seems like quite some time. Quite some time. Six months or a night. Okay. They don't really say. No. They don't really it say. It feels prolonged. It feels very prolonged. Right. And her daughter, that sweet little Evan Rachel Wood, who yes. shines in this movie, another cute little face. She um God, it's it's another example of like the parenting thing where your kids always just want to forgive you and like they want to give you a break because she's standing there her mom hasn't gotten her to bed she's like come on we got to go to school her mom's ignoring her, her mom's ignoring her and then she just kind of keeps prodding her and she's so gentle with her yeah it's such a lovely little scene i love that scene it and is that, and that other dark-haired kid's sweet too I, yeah she's, she's not really given much focus is well, she she's a small child she was probably just they were like we'll give you a candy if you just stand there for a couple minutes <laughs> exactly that is the natalie wood school oh, actually it's not natalie wood as a child was tortured that's her school of acting <laughs> Poor Natalie Wood. Poor Natalie Wood. Um, yeah. But then eventually Sandra Bullock does sort of, not, what's the word? She gives her daughter something in return for this prodding. Like she eventually she does. takes she her in. She brings her in and yeah. says, I'm sorry, I'm just so tired. Yes. But then of course you tell everyone how she does finally sort of come out of it. So 
um, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Jillian. It, Jillian. Is it hearing that um, her husband has passed away? Is that the reason she, she comes home initially? It. She's Right, of course. And so she's they have with, this yeah. cerebral sort of mm-hmm. communication and kinship, and they kind of always can tell if mm-hmm. the other sister is in trouble. Exactly. Right, so Very she... Twinny. Yes, so twinny. I know. So she... Um, Belladonna's her current boyfriend. She drugs him so that uh, <laughs> something she does on the regular. Oh, totally! Like she's always given that guy a Belladonna. She's got an endless supply. So she drugs him, goes home, and she um, sort of n- not nurses Sandra Bullock back to health, but inspires her to get up and be with her daughters. Yeah. Like she needs to go on. And that's where that scene is, where she says, "Do you forgive mom? Yes, her mother." And then she says, "Well, you got to get up." You got to brush your goddamn teeth. Oh, because you have awful breath. You have right? awful breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. And I also actually love the scene when she's driving. To, it makes me want to go on a road trip because she's listening to Joni. Joni Mitchell's a case of you. And she's just singing along and she's having a cigarette. Don't smoke, but she's having a cigarette. And she's just having a time and because her, s- her boyfriend's passed out for yes. hours. Oh my gosh. She doesn't know where she is. And you can see um, they do some like sort of funny lighting set things where the, you can tell the days are passing and Nicole yeah. Kidman's urge to get to Sandra Bullock is so strong that she just doesn't stop. Oh. She just gets there. Oh, I love it. And she's happy to get there. Like she, that's the thing. Like there, sometimes there's this really weird thing in movies, well, all, all the time actually, in movies where they really want to pit women against each other. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she's the out of control sister and she's the down to earth sister. And here's why they don't. But this one, other than like a very small blip after a murder, yeah. they... They really are just in each other's corner the whole time. They really are. They have a lot of um, patience for one another's um, maybe eccentricities, yes, I guess. Yes, exactly, exactly. So and, oh, we should also point out that Sandra Bullock has moved, or sorry, Sally, has moved back in with the ants. Um, and again, I think that's why I, I love this movie so much because I loved living with my family when I was a kid. Yeah. I loved it. It was weird. I had this like weird little attic bedroom that I shared with like, a, you know, so many different people at different times. And, and that's what this house feels like. There's always something weird going on. And yeah, there's a lot of community members yeah. who pass through as well, whether oh, yeah. they're like trying to access the, the, the gifts and the magic of the that's ants right. or. I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they kind of, it's really weird. They kind of hate the Owens women, but they're like, oh, as soon as they've got some guy who wants to dump them, those women are knocking on that fucking door of and course. they're like, open up. I need a potion. They know where to go. And I need him to want me more than anything. There's a woman who shows up and I'm like, right. what happens to her? Yeah, we don't see, we see her again, well, at the end and we won't say why yet. Oh, yes. But yes. Yes. But that's kind of the only time we see her. Mm-hmm. Hey, like it is strange. You, I do want to know what that subplot is for yeah, sure. Yeah, because they, it's very menacing because Aunt Jet says, be careful what you wish for. I'm like, Diane Weist, like, tell us what happened exactly yeah we need some answers jesus diane got her wig is great though oh beautiful curls on those yeah. two yes. stalker channing's is really good yeah stalker channing has well yeah a great head of hair oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very she's... lustrous and i have to say she could be in greece in that like she does not change she looks amazing she was 45 when she was 20 Oh, and yeah. And she's 45 when she's 70. Like, trying to sell her as a high school student. Exactly. I never believed Rizzo was in high school. Like, she looked like she smoked a pack a day. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that song she sings. There are worse things I could oh. do. 
I love it. And she's just, she seems like an exhausted middle-aged single mom in that scene. She does. But then luckily she didn't age past that point. No, she didn't. Yeah. I'm really hoping that happens for me. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah. Because like I really looked elderly, like 40s, easily (laughs) in high school. And I'm just hoping like I stick right about here. Yeah, it's great. It's a gift. Well, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I, I, again, some, there's interesting time passage. I'm not 100% sure, but Sally... Mm decides so she has decided even though she's a very talented witch very powerful yes she will not cast spells and the only time she does use magic is for practical purposes or to stir her tea yeah exactly yeah 100 percent. and she doesn't use it to sort of the most pointless way to do it i know i'm like it's a stir stick that was going to take you three seconds you're going to get yourself in trouble magic stirring your like come on I know. Use it for something better. Yeah, and she had, well, earlier in the film, we are, um, it's alluded to that she has more powerful gifts than Jillian. Jillian. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's right. So she's the more powerful witch, but yeah, swears against magic after the death of her husband. And Jillian, this is alluded to as well, her power seems to be falling in love, which is uh, not always the best thing. No. And she meets a guy called Johnny something. Oh, yes, it is Jimmy Angelov. Jimmy, I didn't even, Jimmy Angelov, and he's played by Goran, I can never pronounce, Vis- Vishnik? Or Vishnik, I think. Yeah. He was from ER, he was like, oh. a, he was like a big deal back I was then. wondering why he no looked familiar. No offense, you're still great, I'm sure. very handsome. Oh my god. And he's meant to be, his character is meant to be a Bulgarian cowboy. <laughs> Which is great. And he and, loves Louis L'Amour. Oh my gosh, love it. And um, when Nicole Kidman, not Nicole Kidman, Jillian tells Sally about him, she says, he's from Bulgaria. It's near Transylvania, <laughs> which is hilarious. I love her. Oh yeah. My God, it's sort near... of this nod to Dracula. And he does. He's very vampiric, I have to say. He Definitely. has a real, that. well, apart from his leather vest, which is ever present. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he yeah, unforgivable. It is a little unforgivable. His hair is very done. It's very sleek. Um, very beautiful man, for sure. But he is exhausting. One of the best scenes where they show that is they show him, she needs to pee. And he asks to come with her. Yes, he's uh, obsessed Jillian, with her. Because he just, he's like, I can't be away from you. So this is why he's getting belladonna Right. This is what you get. It's the only way she People can get a moment's rest. Like, give, him, give her a break. She just wants to go pee. Yes. So Jimmy becomes a big deal because Jimmy starts to hurt her. Mm-hmm. She goes back after um, sort of getting Sandra Bullock or Sally back I think it doesn't page. matter. I think we can, that's interchangeable. I think we can say Sandra Bullock. Yeah, right? Okay, good, good, good. Oh, wait, so, this is my podcast. That's right. I can do whatever Yeah, we make the rules. Exactly. Yeah, so she gets Sandra back on her feet and then heads back to Bulgarian Cowboy Jimmy. Yeah. So, Cowboy Jimmy, um, and at this all, by the way, at this time, Sally's back. She's raising the kids. She's got the two aunts helping her, which is, by the way, what everybody should have. If you're going to be a single mom, you should have a bunch of fucking crazy aunts who are going to do whatever they want with their your kids. It is the absolute best thing you can do for your kids. That aside, we're back to Jimmy. Sandy. <laughs> I'm just calling her Sandy. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Sally Sandy. Um, gets a phone call. Yes. Knows something's happening with Jillian. Drives to get her. Um, an altercation happens. He basically tries to kidnap them. Yes. So they give him some belladonna and it kills him because they gave him too much. Exactly. 
And uh, as he's dying, yes. he's trying to strangle <gasps> yes. Nicole Kidman. Good point. That's very important. For yes, later. it yes. ties back in later. Um, and Sandra Bullock, Sally, was the one who put the belladonna in the drink. She did. So Nicole Kidman is technically off the hook, but um, yeah. yeah, he dies. So they decide to try to bring him back on their own. Uh, the ants are at the, at the house, and the ants have already told um, Sally that when after her husband dies, she asked them to bring him back, and they do explain to her if even if we could bring him back, it wouldn't be him. No. He wouldn't be the same. So Jillian and Sally, how do I describe this? So I basically they've killed him. They're like Sally's going to lose her kids. They're going to she's going to go to jail. Everything's really scary. So Jillian and her decide to try and bring him back. Yes, and neither of them are overly experienced witches. No, they either. they basically have to go to the diet like the dictionary and look up the witch's dictionary. Yeah, and it sort of becomes it's a hilarious scene too because it's so it's so clumsily done. Like oh, they yeah. have to do the pentagram on his chest and they use like whipped, whipped cream. cream. And then somebody eats some? Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Oh, the dead some. body. Yeah, and like I know. Sandra Bullock, that's gross. Totally. Jesus. That part was shocking because it felt a bit out of character, but I loved it still. It was She's great. She's hungry. I mean, I, I, lo- I, do, I do love it. I do love a spray whipped cream. Yeah. I can't say I blame her. Especially was, in a pentagram form. Yeah, and it always comes out in those perfect little curls. I yes. Like so they bring him back. He's a monster, but much worse, and tr- immediately tries to start choking Nicole Kidman yes. to death and says, Why won't you be my wife? And the way he says wife sounds a bit like Borat, so I did laugh at that part. We also laughed at that. Did you actually? Yes, Scott oh. was howling because, yeah, it sounded exactly like Sasha Baron Cohen's Oh, yeah, Borat. I'm not doing it, but it did sound <laughs> no, just we like shouldn't, him. but it was hilarious. So then they have to kill him again. Yeah, with a, this time with a cast iron pan. With a cast iron pan. So that's a real problem. They've got to bury him in the backyard, but he doesn't fully go away. No, uh, the ants have forewarned Sally that um, he will be something dark. Yeah. So he's not just his human form anymore no. at this point. So they're basically getting haunted. So there's a lot of stuff. Oh, gosh, there's actually so much that happens in this movie. I'm getting stressed now. I know. There's a lot of details once. So they bury Jimmy in the yard. They bury Jimmy in the yard. And the kids come back. The, the ants come back. Yeah. Um, everything seems fine. They think it's the end of it. They have one of my favorite scenes. They have a margarita night. Yes. Midnight margaritas. I know. With the ants. And they have that lime in the coconut song. Yes. And they're being so cute dancing around the kitchen. It's so cute. That You really feel the familial um, love in oh, that yeah. scene. 100%. Oh, absolutely. And during that scene, they actually were drunk. Were they really? Yes. Yes, according oh, to IMDb's so trivia, happy. yes, Nicole Kidman brought a big bottle of tequila and they actually got drunk to film it. Bless them. Do you think they're still friends? I hope so. I don't know. I hope so too. Like, I love to think that they all are. Yeah, because Nicole Kidman was funny in this. Like, she was really supportive of her sister. She was really fun. And you don't really get to, like, anything Nicole Kidman's in now, it is not good news for her. Big Little Lies. Yes, yes. She's always, she's become more of a dramatic actor yeah. in later years, hey? And she's excellent. I love Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, but definitely did more, um, maybe not comedic, but dark comedies in her younger yeah, younger Yeah, because this was fun. I bet they had fun making this. It seemed so fun. Oh, and it was filmed on this little island in Washington State. I did write it down in my... I think it was called like Maria's something or... Um, it's in Coopville. On ah, Whibley Island. Right, in, in Washington. In Washington, yeah. 
So it, they, it looked like they were having a blast, but unfortunately the tequila they have is haunted by Jimmy, yes. who's somehow gotten out of the grave, plopped a little tequila bottle there, and <laughs> went and climbed back in, I guess. So they all start getting horrible with each other and insulting each other terribly. This did remind me of my family. Oh my gosh. Because my family is that insulting. Yeah. So dead sober. But without they, haunted tequila. They all loved it. They though. loved like, it. Like nobody was offended by no. it. No. Yes. I think somebody actually calls somebody a slut. Well, it's definitely yes, Jillian. 100%. Jillian definitely gets called a slut. And then I think Sally says, like, since when did this family have a problem with anyone being a slut? Because it's a, it seems like the ants had their time yeah. in the sun as well. And I hope they did because they're lovely. They are. And they're so buttoned up now. Mm, I love it. Yeah, they're great. So... The ants decide to leave again because they're like, this is your mess, you clean it up. But they do protect the girls. They give them a little spell to protect them to make sure nothing happens to them. Exactly, yes. They have some twine, which for some reason is very protective. It is. It's actually the... It's when the original woman, the original woman's woman, that's part of the the Uh noose. Ah, okay. So that's like enchanted. Oh, I love it. I know. So the girls are protected. They're fine. They've got their Aunt Jillian there. They're super happy. Um, You know, it's... You do see that... Sally's life isn't that great there. Like, she doesn't have any friends because everybody mm. thinks she's a witch because she is. Yeah, none of the other um, mothers at the school like no. her. They're scared of her. Yeah. And I then, was never going to be at the top of the phone tree either. I didn't even know a phone tree existed. I, I don't think it does. Yeah. So a phone tree in this movie is like... The most responsible mother gets called first in an emergency at the school, and then it's her job to call all the other mothers, and Sally never gets picked. No, yes, she's very unpopular. Um, And Nicole Kidman is upset about this, because in earlier scenes we see that she has been the, she was the one who had thrown, or stones thrown at her as a child. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So she, Jillian, makes her the head of the phone, which by the way, who even wants to be that? It sounds like a... A heavy responsibility. I would be like, don't even put me on the phone tree. I'll I don't want to be on the phone tree. I'll find out from someone else. I know. It's fine. But, yeah. She really a- wants it. She wants to feel, for her, it's a lot of it's about normalcy. And yes. a lot of it, a lot of it's about perception. Totally. And she's very focused on that. More yeah. so than um, Jillian's character. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Although she's not... I have to say, for being all paranoid about that, I mean, she lets the ants basically raise the children. Oh, totally. She's doing whatever the heck she wants. I know. Yeah, she runs a very successful um, natural beauty business mm-hmm. as well. It looked like Rose Apothecary. Oh, it was great. beautiful. It looked very really beautiful. good. Yeah, I loved it. Um, so then we get another clue regarding Jimmy when young Evan Rachel Wood, whose name I cannot remember. Oh, Kylie. Red Kylie. hair. Yes, red hair. Red hair, yeah. Is staring out the window and she sees a ghostly figure of a man standing in this rose bush. Yes. And she says, oh, well, he's standing there in the rose bush. It grew overnight. Yeah, and he's wearing a leather vest, so I think we all know who it is. Yeah, we know exactly who it is. So Sandra Bullock sees this um, spontaneous rose bush and immediately goes and starts hacking it down yeah and you know what happens next well it grows back doesn't it oh wait no is that when aiden quinn comes yes Ugh. it's when aiden i'm quinn sorry comes. i'm just gonna say he's gonna be the love interest and his name is gary is it yes oh my his name God. is like gary oh, yeah. Hallett Hallett. or something and i'm like i remember thinking he was not just hot but he was like hotsy totsy like i thought he was really something and now i'm like Really? I also felt the same way. Yeah. Looking, her first husband was um, certifiably a smoke show. Yes. Second has, well, not husband per se, but second love interest is not so hot. And arguably 
the love interest. Yes. He, right? Well, like he's, he's the point. Exactly. He's the happy ending. Yes. Which felt very off brand for the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah. It did really feel off brand. Because as soon as he's introduced, I just, it's not that I lost interest. I still love the movie beginning to end. Of it's course. again, and I don't know if I watched it fresh now, if I would feel the same way, but right. it does feel like a very strong feminist movie. Yes. It feels very um, positive and, and fun and sweet and light and that, you know, the filming is gorgeous and the house, whatever. He comes into the movie and I'm like, oh, fuck, here's Gary. Yeah. You know, it's like, here he is bumbling around with his, like, he's doing a murder investigation. Yes. Because he's apparently real worried about Jimmy, who's like a terrible person. Jimmy's I mean, like, on the loose. And yeah. we find out at this point that Jimmy had a previous love who he strangled to death. That's right. Um, Which ties back to what he tried to do to Jillian. Yeah. So, yeah, Gary is so, here to yeah. question the sisters. Gary, and he's bad at it? He's really bad at and it. And he's mostly just into Sally. Yes. And just really hitting on her. The only scene I kind of like with him is when he comes to the door at one point and the little girl answers and he's he just says, oh, hi, little lady or whatever, because he's supposed to be from Texas. And that's as much Texas as he gets. <laughs> hi, lady. little lady. And I'm like, and then that's it. Yeah. Like that, the rest of it, he has no accent. <laughs> and she says, do you have a gun? And he's like, yep. <laughs> she goes, can I see it? And he goes, nope. And that's it. <laughs> I actually thought that was kind of cute. Um, so it turns out Gary has one green eye, one blue eye, and he can flip pancakes. Oh, perfectly. And he has a star because he's a sheriff. Yes, his badge is a star shape, and he can ride a pony backward. Congratulations to fucking Gary. Exactly. He meets the Sally impossible criteria. Yes. And Jill, like, neither one of them is seeing this the, gr the little girls actually managed to get their hands on their mom's diary figure it out mm -hmm. and um jillian actually tries to cast a spell on him by making she actually has to try and create a spell with the little girls i really like that scene yes she's trying to make like pancakes, with pancakes with the, with the, but yes, she actually isn't that it. good about it oh she's it. awful so the it. kids are actually having to tell her oh no like you can use nigella seeds instead of this and she's like oh okay and she's all confused and she's Very, wearing sunglasses she's like wearing, tiny late 90s sunglasses because i think we're supposed to think at this point she's hung over from midnight margaritas as well Oh, but I was also like, was that just a style choice? choice? I think so. It feels strange, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gary was a style choice too. So <laughs> the name Gary. The name Gary. Yeah. He's, that's the snail from SpongeBob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. So Gary and Sally. <laughs> it also changes Sally's name. For it me. does. Now it sounds. There's no sex appeal in this. There's Gary name. and Sally. Yeah. Nobody ever wants to think about Gary and Sally having sex. No, not without knowing who Sally yes, is. Yes, because of course. It's Sandra Bullock. That's a different story. Even Gary. Even Gary. Sometimes. Gary was, they did actually have kind of a hot scene in the hotel room where they kissed. Yes, and at this point she has um, kind of semi-confessed yeah. to killing Jimmy. Yeah, I think we can go to that part yeah. now. I think that's fine. Okay. So she's basically, because you know, like there's so much back and forth with the Jimmy thing. He's dead, he's not dead, he's in the bushes, he's haunting everything. He's got a ring and a frog. That was really oh, weird. Oh, yes. Yes, he that tried to brand Nicole Kidman. Yes, he did. That was scary. Yeah, he's a great... 
Um, very beautiful, though. Yes, much more beautiful than Gary. If I was going to cast this movie, I might have made him Gary. Totally, yes. And we would have made Gary Jimmy. Because <gasps> imagine him with contact lenses, one blue, one green, because he has those brown eyes. Beautiful. Oh, he would have looked amazing. Oh, my God. Um, it's a shame, a shame that they yeah. didn't do that. It was a missed opportunity. Sorry, Susanna. You... Yeah, but we got it. Aiden Quinn was the shit back then though like he's married to a Bracco sister in real life oh well I he's very familiar to me but I don't know his work yeah. very well let me see what he is he was best in known for? Um, Desperately Seeking Susan okay. I really loved him in that I had the hots for him big time then Benny and June Benny and June yeah but he wasn't the well of course he was Benny and June that was Johnny Depp right was it let me see and he's in Legends of the Fall as well Oh, you know what? Aiden Quinn had a little bit of a... You know who James Marsden is? Of course. So you know how James Marsden has made a career out of being every woman's second choice in a movie? Uh, right? Yes, he's always he's kind always of the second, second choice. choice. That actually was Aiden Quinn. Uh, okay. He was always like Legends of the Fall. There was Julia, beautiful Julia Ormond, oh. wearing basically exactly the same clothes as the ants from this movie. <laughs> and she had to choose between two brothers. And it was Aiden Quinn and... Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Oh my god. Who's probably not a wig. It was probably real hair, but his lustrous hair in that movie. Oh, but, well, Brad Pitt, any age, any time. Eh, not for me. Really? I have to say, Brad Pitt, and, and again, I'm definitely showing my age, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, hottest I've ever seen him. He looks great he in does. Once Upon and a Time in Hollywood. And he looks a bit, I'm going to say something horrible that my, so I'm not going to say who said it. A member of my family. Okay. <laughs> Rode hard and put away wet. Ah! That's how he looks in that movie. And it's appealing. It's very it's appealing. very appealing. He looks worn down. That's what it is. I need somebody to be a little bit ruffled. Some To grit. bring them down to my, you know. I need them to have some throwdown. He was, yes. But not real throwdown. Like, you know. Arguably too pretty growing up. A hundred percent. Yes. It would be inappropriate um, at either of our ages to be into him. At that age. Yes. Yeah. I don't know for you. You're Ah, okay. I still feel weird. Well, he looked like 18 for so long until he became a bit more rugged and, yeah, hot. You know who I actually had a thing for? And this, not a thing, but like an old lady thing. I remember when Twilight came out. Oh. And there was that Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Also um, very hot. I could only watch one of those movies because I was like, I'm a mother of someone close to that age. I can't. And I... I got home and I googled his age to make sure I wasn't a creep, and I was just barely not a creep. Right, but that was enough for me. Well, you know what? They cast him as a sex symbol. That's though, right, too. and they knew that it was definitely like middle-aged moms like me going to see it. Of course, so that was like the target break. market of the novel. Stephanie Myers. Oh yeah, that's another story for another time Get too. Here. Yeah. Is anyone a single mom in that now? I don't think so. Um, no, single dad. Single dad. And actually, her mom is pretty shitty, I think. I think, yeah, she's, like, occasionally mentioned. Yeah. But rarely. All I can say about that movie is Kristen Stewart's mouth doesn't move more than a millimeter in the Uh, whole movie. And somehow she's had a career that has blossomed. She's going to play Diana. I know. Your choice as well. Diana. I, when I saw the trailer, I just thought, my God, just cast Emma Corrin again. Like, come on. Yes. Come on. She was fantastic. She looks so much like Oh, and that little, like, peeking up, you know? Yes, the feathered bang. And she just had the whole air. I I don't know why. And again, she's American. Yeah. Like, 
Princess Diana is the quintessential British woman. It was a very weird choice. And I'm maybe she'll prove us wrong, but who knows? I doubt it. So, hotel scene, very yes. steamy. So, she goes to, can, we're back to Sally. Yes, Sally and Gary. and Gary. So, she goes to confess to Gary. He's kind of a dick about it. He's like, maybe you should get yourself a, get a lawyer, lawyer Sally. ma'am, yeah. or whatever he does. I, I think he throws a little Texan into that scene, too. And then they start making out. Out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah, and this sort of feels like maybe we're supposed to think it's the magic. Like, he's so compelled to her without knowing why. And he does read a letter that she wrote to Jillian at one point. Yes, um, and it looks so weathered. Like, it looks like it's... Like, he's opened it and closed it a bunch of times. That's actually kind of nice. I like that. It is, and it turns out he tells her that he read it a thousand times. That's really lovely. And he wanted... The primary reason he came to this community was to meet her more than to catch jimmy I yeah because nobody gets a shit about jimmy yeah weird murderer could be on the loose but he wants to date sally he's he's like even if she's not pretty yeah exactly. <laughs> this letter my god i'm still gonna go yeah we'll see and i do find it funny that these two little girls who have not aged a day since their father has died so it has not been that long not at all are fully on board with their mom getting a new man 100 percent. i'm sorry yeah no. It's like dad never existed. My adult children are like, you're fine being single. Yeah. Like you don't need, and in fact, one of them even said like, if you keep up with your nonsense, I'm putting you in a home. Oh my I'm God. I'm 49. Yeah. <laughs> Might be illegal. It just. Your conservatorship is Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, talk to Brittany. Yeah. She knows all about exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so she does that. She makes out with him. She realizes he has one blue eye, one green eye, scares the hell out of her. She runs out of the hotel room. Yes, and while she's running, is this when she, her um, sister senses tingling? A little bit. Yes, and she's sort of realizing that Nicole Kidman, who has been left alone at home, is in trouble. She is, and she's in big trouble. So she gets in, and the kids come screaming down 17 flights of stairs. Yes. That is one thing about that house. Like, you would have the best glutes in that house there are so many stairs and all of them yeah all of them look fantastic yeah they they're do. doing the stairs all the they're time. very they're very sort of scandinavian looking almost very thin and narrow beautiful. yeah oh gorgeous Ugh. oh and also can we just really briefly before we move into where nicole kidman is which is horrible the little dining area oh it's where they've lovely. got like that little window seat thing and, and it's all like it's all kind of messy and there's always plants oh i love where they um they make their potions and spells too me too yeah so many windows it's viney and they've got like an apothecary table oh, yes it's gorgeous Ugh. um so anyway nicole kidman's in the attic yes possessed she is possessed and i just do want to say yet again you know she oh actually yeah, so this is the first time she gets possessed. That's right. Yes, because the first time. the children have been left alone with a possessed person. <laughs> like, I don't want to point the finger at Sally, but, you know, yeah, she's I'm just got saying. some explaining you gotta, to do. You gotta, you gotta watch the kids. Um, and I'm sure Jillian would have been fine if not for being possessed by Jimmy. So yes. So she gets home. She's possessed. She's losing her mind. And uh, I think, is that when he comes over too? Gary? Yes, I think Gary, Gary to the has sensed something is, maybe not sensed something is wrong, but he's in hot pursuit of Sally. Yeah. And at this point, does the spirit of Jimmy kind of exit Nicole Kidman and start attacking Sally? Is that what happens? Or does... Uh, see, I'm a little confused. He, there's a lot of possession going on. There's a so lot of possession. So we can't be held accountable. Like, it's, it's a lot. At one point, Gary 
shows up. I think he was sad because he was getting to like second base with Sally and then she ran she out. Runs. And he's like, let me run after her. Right. So Jimmy and Gary have this weird sort of so he has like lifted himself up out of Jillian's body. Exactly. And he's ghost he's ghost uh, Jimmy with his clear eyes, his little marble eyes. And he's sort of having this conversation with Jimmy and, and no, sorry Gary and he puts his hand <gasps> inside like Indiana Jones style. Yes, and tries to grab his heart or something. But he gets stopped by the star. By the power of the I'm sheriff star. I'm not going to lie. All of that shit felt very Blue Lives Matter to me. It totally was. Thank and you. it was so Thank American. You. I was like, oh, the power of the oh police badge. God, I was, and like, I was like, the only thing that can stop this ghost. Meanwhile, it's... this guy's just trying to get laid. Like, he's not even trying to solve anything. And he's so no, bad at his job. Exactly. The only thing that solves anything is his pentagram shaped badge. Exactly. It did feel very. So after that, I think we're sort of meant to believe that Jimmy's spirit is manageably, like, tucked away neatly I know. somewhere. That's right. And then, don't, isn't there something that happens where, like, Gary goes off? Like, they basically, he's like, he, oh, I think I know what it is. He holds his stupid star up, his badge, and then he goes in a puff of smoke. Jimmy. Right, right, right. And Jimmy goes off. Yes. And it's like, oh, there we go. That's fine. She's still passed out on the bed, covered in sweat. <laughs> but let's you and I go downstairs. Exactly. Sally and She's Gary. fine. Jillian's fine. The children are hysterical somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Because they've just watched their aunt be possessed. Yes. But Sally and Gary have to walk out and break up uh, after barely being together for two seconds. Exactly. And she's Balling. Yeah, she says, it's too risky. Like, we can't have this. Yeah. Um, and they break up. And then he exits the scene. It's I very don't understand random. It. Have you ever been, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had somebody break up with you when you weren't dating? Yes, once. And they thought we were dating. And yeah. I said, oh, like, okay. Like, I thought it was more of a casual thing. Yeah. Um, turns out he didn't. But anyway, it was sort of nice because I was like, oh, well, this doesn't hurt at all. Exactly. Like, it was just like, oh, I, actually, I guess we can't see each other anymore. I had the same thing kind of happen when I was younger where someone like sat me down and bought me a drink and was like, we need to have a talk. And we had like, I think we might have, I don't know, we made out at some point. I, you're 19, 20, you're young. Right. Like, I don't eat, he, he was whatever. And like had this big sad talk with me. And I was so embarrassed for him it was it's weird isn't <laughs> I was it like oh yeah I don't you know almost what you think is happening right totally. now totally you feel like, the need to feign emotional reaction yeah. and he's like i just i'm not really in the same place as you i'm like apparently yeah like, <laughs> we definitely are exactly not. and i sort of felt like that with gary and sally i'm like this feels very extreme yes for one kiss totally I guess it's... And Jillian can just fuck off, I guess, at this point. That's why, what I mean, it felt very off-brand, that whole bit. Yeah, totally random. Like, Jillian is agonizing in bed still, like, yeah. feverish from her possession. Yeah. And then this casual breakup occurs. And the children, like I said. The children. Cowering, probably in the fetal position, hiding in some corner, and she's like, real quick. I gotta deal with this sheriff, just, girls. Just gotta go deal with Sheriff Gary. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll be back, it's fine. And where does he even go? We don't know. He just exits he's the scene. Just, he's just gone, and thank God for it. And then, okay, so yes, just when we think Jimmy might be gone from the power of the Sheriff Star, um, Nicole Kidman embraces um, Sandra Bullock <gasps> yes. and licks, licks her, her face. face. And, and Sandra says, Bullock doesn't seem that bothered by that no, part. No, that part, she's like, okay, well, That's sure, this funny. is maybe normal behavior. Yeah. 
Until um, Nicole Kidman says, I'm really into sisters right now, yeah. which is something Jimmy had said to that's them previously right. in the film. And that's when um, Sally says like, oh shit, Jimmy's still here. Yeah. And then she smacks her one. Yes, she smacks her. And at that point, they're saved by the arrival of Aunt Jet and Aunt Frances. <sighs> I couldn't have been happier. Also, where did they go and why? Like, They why... left on purpose because they were like, these idiots have screwed up and brought someone back from the dead, which does feel extreme. It felt like a lot of discipline from people who fed them cake their whole lives. It felt like a lot of discipline that was also dangerous. Dangerous like, for you everyone. You can clean this mess up. Exactly. They go somewhere and then Nicole Kidman is almost dead from possession. Yeah. And she's like, I guess our... In and I think they did... They have something very intuitive about them as well. And she said, I think I think our intuition's a bit off. Because they were right. trying to like sort of pay attention and they got there a little bit too late. But here's the thing that I love. This, again, there's the margarita scene that I love. And then there's this scene coming up. It's a great scene. So they basically have possessed Nicole Kidman tied up in the middle of a room. And they have to have a coven. Yes, they're they, not powerful enough, just the, the five of them, I that's guess. That's right. Yes. So they need 12 women. Right. So Sally gets out that fucking phone tree. Oh, the and phone she tree. she starts making her phone calls to the other moms. Yes. And she also works with these lovely women. Yeah, who I guess are like oh. the more alternative people in the community. I want a store just for that environment. I know, to have Ugh. them as friends. They're great. One of them has like crimped Cindy Lauper hair yeah. and the other one is sort of like a dry, uh, I don't know, like a funny lady. Yeah. 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 I love them so much. This Me is too. Why, this is why we need to run a general store, I'm just saying. Yeah. We need this environment. We need these characters. Ugh, I love them. So everybody comes over and it's so lovely because, you know, their whole lives they've been picked on and they were the Owens sister the Owens women and at one point I think Evan Rachel Wood curses some kid with chicken pox oh yeah I hope you get chicken pox and I the mothers are it. so disturbed I love when she points and everybody stops because this kid was throwing freaking rocks at her yeah. and saying witch witch you're a bitch <laughs> and Evan Rachel Wood's like I don't think so and she points and she goes I hope you get and everybody stops <gasps> Chicken pox! I know! And then I she gets it. scolded as if I know. the witch, witch, you're a bitch thing isn't way worse. Exactly. Like, he, everybody gets chicken pox. Calm down. Yeah, seriously. He needs them for immunity. So that mother is actually one of the women who shows up. Yes, and it's BYOB as well. Be, bring your own broom. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot about Which is that. so sweet. I wish I was the kind of person who liked signs with funny sayings because i don't yeah <laughs> you would have that one if i did that would be the only one i'd have bring your own bring your broom, own broom. <gasps> yeah be part of the coven Ugh, so I they can't. all put uh what do they say the ants have like a funny little saying it's brush to brush to something anyway they're all holding like the brush of yeah. each other's brooms and one the person handle. brings a dustbuster yes which Very is a funny cute. joke but yeah. then i noticed and i was looking for the dustbuster in the coven circle at one point I guess she's replaced it with a broom. It wasn't going to work practically for yeah. her. And they were like, this is only, the, aesthetically, this isn't working. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that was a good that joke. That was a really good idea. Moving on, we, we have an extra broom. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. we don't need you to be putting that in our house. So they're circled around Nicole Kidman saying, um, what do they say? Something not Latin. Not which witch, you're a bitch. No, it's not which witch, you're a bitch. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. I think it's Latin. But they're just like saying it all together. And the thing is, they were also excited to come. And they all were like, I, I've always wanted to be in this right, house. And yes. like, I've always been so fascinated. And as soon as Sally admits, you know what? I actually am a witch. Everybody is like, okay, thank God. Yeah. Now we can actually like get into it. Totally. Like, this is what we wanted. It was such 
a lovely thing where it was like just just be yourself just true just yeah do. they're very accepting I of the witchcraft it. in oh, the house I and nicole kidman being restrained and feverish on the floor of the exactly. living room they're just like well yeah we gotta handle this i mean yeah exactly and so they all make jokes about you know i wish we could do this to my ex-husband and blah blah oh, blah right, yes. of course you know which i get it and uh, <laughs> and so they just try and get the spirit of jimmy out of her and it's not working she's it's not screaming enough. and she's in so much pain so the way that they basically do it is sandra bullock after a little bit of time holds her hand yes and they they have this thing that they did when they were kids where they like caught their hands and made like a blood bond and she saves her that's basically the power of sisterhood it's lovely it is and so jimmy's jimmy's fucking off oh yeah he turns to dust and then they all sweep him they sweep him out and they're they're hysterically laughing and they i think they're all probably getting drunk oh they're drunk in that scene too it's fantastic and everybody's happy it's all good until Gary comes back. I mean, I think Sally's happy about that, but he just comes back. Yeah, wet blanket Gary. <sighs> Here he is. And, um, oh, well, one of the rumors around town has always been that every Halloween, the Owens women stand on their roof and fly off into the night. Yes. So this Halloween, the sisters and the aunts and the little girls all dress up in witches' outfits but the whole town's there ready to watch and they're all excited. Yes, they're and friends they're, with the Exactly, Owens. and exactly. they're waving at them. And they do that cute little land and Gary's there to wave at... Ugh. And I think he's... Oh, no, he holds one of the daughters at the end. But, like, we're meant to feel that he's he's really part of the family He now. really is. Yeah. Oh, he's fully accepted. Totally. The children have fully gotten over their father dying. Yeah, what father? Exactly. And, like, Sandra Bullock, even though she had, as you said, a smoke show as a husband, she's totally. like, oh, but he's dead. Yeah. And this was the point. She's this, nothing if not Gary practical. was the point. Yeah. So I'm perfectly happy now. That guy's been dead a minute. Oh, it's been like maybe two weeks. So I guess it's great to get over things. And Nicole Kidman is just... Actually, I liked her storyline. I like that she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to live here and be happy. Yeah, right? me too. Is and that what she's doing? That's, I think, what we're meant to feel. We're not sure what happens after that, but I, it wraps it up in a nice little package, it's of course. Perfect. And also, scene. who doesn't want to live in that house rent-free? Exactly, with the Like, aunts. sorry, Nicole Kidman, are you sad yeah. living in that house? There's 16 floors. Whereas she used to live in a motel just drinking tequila and doing Belladonna. Yeah. <laughs> belladonna. Her Belladonna days are over. <laughs> For now. For now. So what do you think, single mom-wise, because we know what we took out of the movie. The movie is beautiful, beautifully shot. Yes, very beautifully shot. And Pretty idyllic setting. Silly in a way, but also very powerful as far as like, you know, the spirit of women and being supportive of each other. But what would you say you took single mom-wise out of the movie? I think that single mom-wise, it felt like there was an emphasis on... I know in this case, it is a familial community, yep. but community generally. Absolutely. And how, the sa- you know the saying, of course, it takes a village, of right? Of course. Yeah, and when you referenced um, growing up in a house that always had relatives yep. passing through, and yep. your mother, your other mother friends, like, it's a real community of support oh, that yeah. helps all of these women to raise their children. Oh, yeah. And I think, so for, for me, when my kids were growing up, like I did... So my aunt did daycare for me, which was great. And my mom, you know, she moved away when my kids were relatively young, but you know, she was certainly there to to help out sometimes and stuff. But when I was growing up, the I, the whole like, there was always someone in the room to love you. Yeah. And the other thing was, 
just seeing all of these women who they loved each other more than anything yes and it didn't make me feel left out it actually just made me really think oh my friendships are always going to be important of course male or female yeah and that it was okay to not only be a mom yes it was okay to be like you know what you can play outside we don't you know you can go do your thing and I'm going to be here with these other women and you're not the only thing in the world. And I think, I don't know, that's kind of what I got from this movie too, that Mm -hmm. it was like, you can have all of these important relationships and they enrich your kid's life. Of course. Instead of making it just like, you're the only point to my existence. Right. And when you go, I'm going to wither and die. Yeah. All of these, yeah, all of the characters within this film are quite multifaceted. Oh, yeah. Like you see the strength of their different relationships whether it be with their aunts their yeah. sisters and then eventually like their community at large yeah i mean nobody cares about gary i don't know if we can stress that enough. we don't really care about gary no he was all right i mean if the husband had lived well there wouldn't be a story no right? and to me sure the gary thing is nice maybe some people love that aspect of the story yeah. but practical magic is not about it's not their about relationships gary. with men no it's more about the community of women oh yeah mm-hmm. and it's such a it, oh my god we didn't even talk about the soundtrack. <laughs> this the most '90s soundtrack. I'm I've, trying to okay. think of something. Well, "Lime in the Coconut." So but that's not '90s per se. The big is it? thing was, I believe it's Faith Hill. Oh, this of course, kiss yes. When she's running through the streets, and there's a big sort of like a. Um, there are a few songs that feel very Lilith Fair to me. Totally. Later very on in the much movie. women in song. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. 100%. That feels like a definite choice. Yeah. Oh, totally. And you know what's funny is that um, initially it w- the score was done by someone else. I'm trying to remember who, but it was a large, like a big Hollywood composer. John Williams, the jazz composer? It wasn't John Williams. <laughs> Can who you imagine? But then during the first cut, they were like, this doesn't feel right. It's too, they said it felt too European. Yeah. And then they... Um, this is a very American feeling film. It's very American. Like American coastal small town. Absolutely. All of these, yeah, like American late 90s oh, um, yeah. female-led songs. I love the current soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's really cute. It's really fun. And it's appropriate. Like, it, it, you know, the movie's not really that eerie. No. It just stays this side of eerie. So you can watch it with like a 12-year-old kid. 100%. And not be like, ugh. It's not know. scary. At, well, maybe a couple scares, but really nothing of consequence like it's quite lighthearted. yeah exactly also learned on the imdb trivia page that it this was the second cut of it like the first cut was apparently quite dark really Mm -hmm. but it didn't sit right you did your research i I tried anna grant oh and also the this is based on the book the series of books by alice hoffman those Uh, are the two things i know that would be very interesting to read it would be Mm -hmm. although although would it because now i'm like sometimes when i see the movie first Ah. i can't you can't go back. Uh, yeah, it depends. It depends. Totally. So really, they had a dark cut. So the same actress and everything? Yeah, same actors. It was the first cut. Like, I guess once they had all of their scenes together, they huh. and it, yeah, they had a darker version. Huh. But that does not suit this no. film, I don't think. No, like, no. The genre it ended up as is is lovely. It's exactly what you want to watch at this time of year oh, yeah. with your family. Absolutely. And it's uplifting. It is. And I really, you know... it. Yeah, that's it. Like, the, I, I agree, of course. And uh, I was going to add something, and I just totally lost my train of thought. Really, in the practical magic. <laughs> um, oh, I know. We usually end things ah, okay. on a positive thing about single parenting. I know you're not a single dad. I'm not. 
Not for lack of trying on my part, but that's <laughs> fine. God bless not, you. Not in that way. <laughs> but just, just really beard. pushing. Yeah. Just really pushing. Yeah. Because I just love a little baby to be around that I don't have to take care of. Oh, that's the best. That I could just buy outfits Me for. Me too, actually. Oh, well, you have nieces and nephews, I though. do have nieces and nephews and, well, now neighbors with babies as well. So, yes. Yeah, I get yes. baby contact and... Yeah, that's yeah a, you're right, that's actually. Enough that's enough baby contact. It is. It's great. I love it. Sir, I think that's also enough dog contact for me. Like, I've been wanting a dog, but then mm. I'm like, oh, I can just go away what I want. Yeah. You need it's mobility. Nice. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, doesn't have to be from this movie. Right. Uh, it could be from somebody you know, IRL. IRL. Um, it's something positive about being a single mom, because I do, you know, we, we cover some kind of, like, sad sack stories yeah. on the podcast, you know, because there are a lot about single moms and it's not a lot of positive representation for sure. And this movie, as far as representation goes, is not very realistic, of course, because... It's quite lighthearted, <laughs> yes, right? It doesn't, yeah. But also, it would be ideal if you could live in a home where you had family members who you knew absolutely adored your kids. Right. And were not just sort of getting you know and nothing again childcare matters but to know that there's somebody in the house who you can just say I'm running out um you know and they they want to be with your kids right that is ugh, I I can't even imagine yes what that would feel like that would definitely be, that would be such a treat oh Priceless. my gosh yeah absolutely so I wouldn't call this one that realistic but we have had some especially with the the magic and everything i think i was going to do some whole tangent about how like maybe single mothers are like the modern witches because we're very but then i was like not really like nobody judges us really anymore it's, it's pretty good now you exactly know? yeah like when, when my kids were younger i felt a little judged sometimes for sure and certainly when my mom was a single mom right it's very tough oh a different time entirely right? oh yeah but yes. now no not at all, I don't yeah, think, as I, far as I know. It's not uncommon in my world anyway. Many no. friends, a sister, yes, who are single mothers at this that's point right. in their lives. So. so people, you know, what was what's one takeaway you would have that's a positive thing about being a single parent? You know what? I do think that I am going to, I know it might not necessarily be realistic, but I think community. Mm -hmm. I think the way that community and friends can band around a person yeah. and then give children of single mothers sort of many and varied parental figures yeah i think that would be really um like a really nourishing environment for a child yeah i agree i'm actually going to piggyback onto that one because i have to say my kids like it was definitely the five of us like right. it was 100 100 just the myself and the four boys but because i had people in my life who did kind of watch out for me sometimes and i, w I was quite careful about who was around the kids a lot like I didn't like a lot of people being around them when they were growing up right but so the people who were love them to this day of course you know like I just saw a few friends um, a few weeks ago I haven't seen in ages and they used to be my next door neighbors yeah and they you know were asking about the boys and there's such love uh, for the boys and like one of them one of the guys the husband um, or whatever is uh, he's a music he's a big music fan and he really got my kids into like yes. different kinds of music and then cooking and stuff like that and they're both vegan yes. actually so they really kind of encourage the boys that way mm -hmm. as well which is really cool and yeah so you're right I, and I don't know that 
we would have sought it out as much if we were in a two-parent household. Yeah, or like leaned on your community, yes. right? Um, yeah. And I'm sure the boys really value these relationships as well. In yeah, their, I hope so. Yeah, in their adulthood, right? Like you said, like I know um, a few of your boys are musical. Yes. Like Cal loves to cook. Like yes, perhaps does. these are things that, I don't know, maybe open their eyes to different aspects of the world that mm-hmm. they may not have seen in the same way otherwise. Or And for, and for me... Even in some ways more so because I am much more social than my boys. Yeah. Much more comfortable socially. They they wouldn't be ones to host a dinner party necessarily or right. anything like that. That's yeah. not their thing. So I, I've kept my own community because I still get to be a person and still do my... So totally. like that actually is something I've really sort of I don't know I've, I've been able to hold on to my own person not to say that you can't if you're married no, or in a relationship but... of course but from my personal experience I I think I'm able to hold on to myself a little better 100% when I'm on my own and yes yeah. if you have or seek out more access to your community at large yeah. it's nourishing for you as well absolutely like yeah you're not put in a pigeonhole per no, se no exactly know? and I am somebody I think in the past who tends to lose myself a bit in relationships I think a lot of people are like 100% and so on my own you know it's really nice to just be known yeah you know like I am exactly how I am totally 100% of the time and I think that's hopefully true for some single parents as well yes yes I hope that it gives um people independence and to know themselves in a deeper way yeah 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 well this was a good one I like this oh good me too thank you so much for having me I no problem oh you know what I actually didn't give I sort of jumped into this and then skipped around because apparently I have ADD. (laughs) My Lord. But one of the other reasons, other than the fact that Luke is also from a big family who he is very close to, because you can be from a big family and just sort of see them sometimes. You're quite close to your family. Very close with them, specifically my sisters as well, who are parents. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And your mom and dad live pretty close by in a very cool house. Yes, a very cool, very old house. Um, (gasps) Is there a widow's wall? There isn't, and I I so wish there was. But yes, no Owen sisters in this house, but it is a a cool house regardless. Yeah. It's a little bit haunted too, but we'll get onto that another time. (laughs) Um, So, but the other reason I wanted to talk to Luke about this was because Luke is a very gifted interior designer. Yes, an interior designer in a previous life. And... And and now, uh, currently a furniture and art dealer of the of the vintage variety. Oh, such a good eye for everything. Thank you, Jen. I so appreciate. So it. fun and eclectic, but also really, everything's a real piece. Yes, you know, it's a real standalone piece that's really special. Definitely, and that's and... what I aim for. I like things with a history, and I like things that. Yeah, stand out from the crowd. And he really does his research. Like, really, really does his research. So, you know, you never have to worry about some uncomfortable provenance of of some piece that's going to be problematic. I try to stray far from that. Absolutely. He's very, very cautious, but also has just truly impeccable taste. So I'm going to post a link to Luke Luke Luke's. Yes, thank uh, you. At the end of this podcast. And you should definitely, well, I guess if you're in the States, it might be a bit of a... Yeah, more Ontario-based at this time. But for smaller pieces, if there's an article you're interested in, shipping can be arranged, certainly. There you go. Okay, so perfect. Perfect, perfect. Okay, well, this was so fun. So fun. I have not figured out a sign-off. So I'm just going to say goodbye. Goodbye. This was so fun. Thank you so, so much for listening. Of course. Bye. Bye.